The Bear Down Report Podcast, featuring Mike Page, Logan Brand, Jack Wright, and Ryan Dangle. Bear Down Report. All right, folks, welcome to another edition of the Bear Down Report podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Dengel. Uh, folks, if you're not following me on Twitter, please go ahead and do so at BDR Dengel. That's D-E-N-G-E-L. Folks, tonight I have a guest and I'm really excited about this because I've had so many of my friends uh, and a few of our listeners reach out to us. Most notably, John from Lombard asked this question, where are the bears at? in terms of the cap situation. You guys keep talking about it, that they're in an abysmal situation. Where are they at? And so folks, this is not the normal. We're not always going to have an episode geared at one listener question, but it just worked out that way. My guest is Jason Reed. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Oh, Ryan, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So we're going to be talking about salary cap. We're, we're thrilled to do it. And uh, Jason is going to break that down for you. We'll get a little bit into his background and why he's going to be talking about that. Folks, this episode is brought to you by Jeff Cadwallader with At Properties. If you are thinking about buying or selling a home this year, you've got to visit GenevaJeff.com to learn more about how Jeff can help you out. My wife and I, we sold our condo and we bought a house and we couldn't have been more thrilled with the way that Jeff helped us out. I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you a dollar amount folks, but let's just say we couldn't believe the offers that we had on our condo because Jeff gave us some advice, when to sell, what to do. And we, we listened and man, we were blown away. You got to give my guy, Jeff, a call or a text message at 630-254-4734. Give him a call, give him a text and let him know that the guys at the Bear Down Report sent you. All right. So, Jason, let's talk a little bit about this. This works perfectly because you are both a football guy and a finance guy. So talk to us a little bit about both your football background because you played in college and you've got a finance background. So that makes you perfect to talk about the cap situation. Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Um, yes, I played college football. Uh, Four-year letterman. Uh, tight end was my position. I uh, did play a little bit of outside linebacker there as well. Um, I ended up uh, after that playing a few years of uh, semi-pro football. Uh, again, tight end and outside linebacker. And then since then, I've been coaching uh, football, Pop Warner or high school for about eight years or so. And then family uh, kind of got in the way with that. Um, and in the meantime there, I did, uh, you know, continue my schooling and stuff. And I, I do have an MBA in finance. Uh, I've been teaching personal finance, uh, teaching investing for over 15 years now. That's amazing. And, and you've, got, you've got a personal finance podcast coming up in a little bit here, don't you? I, I do. It's been in the works for, for quite a while now, I feel like. And uh, um, I feel like it's a dream more than, more than a reality still at this point. But uh, it's coming. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping to launch it sometime end of April-ish. Well, that's awesome. When it, when it happens, you got to make sure to let us know and we will absolutely put it out there for all of our listeners. Okay. So you're a Bears fan. You are a die hard Bears fan. And that's one of the things that you and I, I love going back and forth on our text chain, talking about the Bears, all things Bears. And so I'm kind of curious, before we get into the cap situation, can you just maybe kind of like walk us through like any general thoughts you have on this early parts of the 2021 offseason? Um, yeah, I mean, being a Bears fan is, is, uh, it's great. I've been a Bears fan for 
many years. I've had season tickets and, and everything else. Um, but it's, it's uh, frustrating at times because there's um, not a lot of good answers, right? I mean, we hear these press conferences and, and they're not going to spill their hand and show, show their cards and all that kind of stuff either. Uh, but, but we get no sense of direction. I mean, even from the president, Ted Phillips, or George McCaskey speaking, or anything like that, um, it's, it's a struggle, you know? So, I mean, I think, I think the way it's been going so far, it's, it's yes, it's a struggle, but in, in retrospect, so far, as it stands right now on March 6th, I'm happy that they did not make that trade for Stafford or for Carson Wentz or, or anything else yet at this point. Um, I'm more of a cautious person, person in my approach. So I would appreciate that, you know, from, from the team that I follow. Sure. It does seem like there's a big move that's coming just that they haven't yet signed Allen Robinson. They haven't signed Cordell Patterson. They, they haven't signed Cairo Santos to a deal. It, it seems like it's sneaking up pretty quick. And they also, in that last press conference, in that last press conference, excuse me, they, they sounded a little bit like they were anticipating some kind of movement, whether that be quarterback. I know fans have been talking, you know, the, the flavor of the week right now is Russell Wilson. I don't know if that'll be the situation, but you know, it, it seems like there's something coming our way and I'm not really sure what it is. So, so I guess I'm curious, Jason, that, that kind of lends itself to if the bears do want to make a move or they kind of want to stay where they're at, like this cap situation, we've talked about it, that it doesn't look great compared to some of the other teams in the league. But as we were kind of talking off air, just a little bit, you said it wasn't as bad as some people think it is. Can you maybe give us just kind of like a, a general overview of their, their cap situation right now? Yeah, well, I think it's tough because the NFL has only announced that the floor is going to be around $180 million. Uh, but they haven't announced officially what that cap is going to be yet. So uh, there's people out there projecting it's going to be like 185 or 190 uh, you know, somewhere around there. Um, but there's the NFL is currently in process of renegotiating TV deals, uh, plus, there's a big, huge uh, streaming content uh, that's, that's coming up, too, and, and additional money that the NFL could bring in with that. And because of that, they're projecting a $230 million cap for 2022. That's a huge jump. If you're going to go from 180 to 230, that's a huge, monstrous jump. Wow. So there's a, there's a lot of room there. Does that have to do with, I mean, I know that we're seeing a decrease. Is that strictly because of COVID, because of the money that they lost with, with fan revenue? Or, or do you know, is that, is that something else? Yeah, that, that reduced number actually was announced back in July. So the teams knew that this year, or that for 2021, was going to be a reduced number all the way back in July of 2020 when you know COVID was full force and everyone was saying, hey, no, we can't. Maybe we'll get a season in at that point, right? We don't even know yet. So they knew the fans were not going to be even attending games and concessions and, and other types of revenue along those lines too. So teams have had since July to kind of plan for this. Um, now some are doing better planning than others, but um, this should not be a big surprise for a lot of teams. 
So you were saying off air, who are the, t- you, there's two teams in particular that said that they're in salary cap hell. Who are those teams? I mean, you know, so that Bears fans can kind of look and compare and be like, hey, at least we're not these guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, at least we're not Philadelphia. Um, and at least we're not, who, did, uh, who else did I say? I said the Rams, I said the Saints. Um, you know, they're, they're sitting, those three teams, you know, are 30 plus million over the projected cap this year already. Um, and looking at the Saints, they're, they're 40 million. Now, granted with the Saints, they're going to, they're, if, I mean, this has come out in the news where they're going to um, rework Drew Brees' deal and, and he's going to retire, but he's not going to retire until after June 1st because that's a big date there, because then you get to spread that money out for another year. Um, so things like that, right? But, um, but yeah, no, we're, we're, not, we're not that bad, right? I mean, as far as projections go right now, you know, again, depending on what that number is, we're looking at maybe $7 million over the cap as far as the Chicago Bears go. So I know that... <laughs> Massey's deal, they just cut Buster Screen and a couple other guys that they've been kind of talking about that if they if they cut those guys and maybe restructure a few deals that they may have a little bit more wiggle room. Uh, does that kind of seem accurate to you? Yeah, and, and they have that wiggle room because of that 2022 projected cap number being such a, be- such a big difference than this, than 2021's projected. Um, there, there's... Yeah, there's a, quite a few players that they could restructure. Um, I mean, there's targets out there. If you want me to name some targets, like Robert Quinn would be a great example uh, about restructuring his deal. Um, Khalil Mack would be a restructure candidate again. Um, you know, things like that for sure. So that makes a whole lot of sense. So if they say, hey, we're going to you know, trim your contract a little bit right now, but we're going to get you all that money in 2022 and that cap situation is much more friendly. Is that kind of, am, I, am I reading that situation correct? Yeah, and the, tri- the trick is, I mean, the, the players will still get the money, right? I mean, if you look at, um, I mean, I know this isn't the Bears player, but if you look at Patrick Mahomes, right? I mean, he signed that huge deal, huge contract and stuff. If you, if you actually play that out, when, when Patrick Mahomes is like 28, 29 years old, this salary cap hit is going to be 60 plus million dollars. Oh wow. Right? <laughs> I mean, so. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, and you know what? They'll, they'll probably be happy to pay it at that point too. I mean, that guy is in- incredible. True. But at that point, they're not going to have Tyreek Hill. They're not going to have Travis Kelsey. So. So yeah, I know maybe he'll he'll find a, another no name receiver. Not not that Tyree kills a no name <laughs> receiver. I'm just saying that they'll they'll find someone that no one has ever heard of, and he'll find a way to get him the ball in some way. Or maybe they'll continue to renegotiate uh, just the way that that uh, we're asking Bears players to do that right now. All right, so I know that we are really excited to talk about the Bears situation, and this is one that seemingly everybody wants to talk about right now because it hasn't happened yet. And with the, I'm hoping by the time that people are hearing this, uh, you know, we will have some kind of movement on the Allen Robinson contract situation, and and maybe we won't. I'm not really sure, uh, but I think the big question is, you know, can Bears, can the Bears re-sign Allen Robinson? Just flat out. Are they, are they able to do it and, and able to make it work? 
they they can afford Allen Robinson again if they restructure some of those deals. For example, in 2020, his cap hit uh, was 15 million dollars for Allen Robinson. Uh, that that made him the sixth highest paid wide receiver in the NFL, um, which is a I, I would probably say that's about where he's at. I mean, maybe I mean he's probably a top ten receiver. Um, and with with the things that are going on, um, that that makes sense. Um, now it depends on whether the Bears end up franchise tagging him or not. Um, I mean, if not, then you're looking open market and and highest bidder and all that kind of stuff. And and Allen Robinson might like a different location with better weather. Who knows what other factors may come into that as well. Uh, but with the franchise tag, the projected franchise tag number for Allen Robinson is going to be right around like $17, $18 million a year, right? Or for the one year. Um, and I, I don't know exactly what he's looking for, but I thought I've heard, I read, he's, you know, he's looking upwards of 20. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a wide receiver who, you know, isn't necessarily a deep ball threat, but a guy that is going to make every catch imaginable, you know, if it gets in his range in some way, shape or form. Well, I want to ask you this, you know, this is not a cap question. It, it, it's a Bears fan to Bears fan question to a guy who knows more about the cap situation. Would you pay 17, 18 mil to Allen Robinson? And would you pay 20 mil to Allen Robinson? It's tough. It's tough. It depends. I think it depends on a lot of other pieces being in place. Uh, let that be the quarterback. Let that be offensive tackles, plural. So um, it, it kind of depends. I mean, Allen Robinson's, you know, I mean, last year, his, his yak, I know you guys have been talking about yak uh, with, with players before. His yak last year was 2.9. I, I, you know, Jack Wright and I were talking about that for, for a while. It seemed like every single time he would catch the ball, he would fall down. Now, I don't know if that was because of the ball was misplaced and he wasn't expecting it, but it even seemed like sometimes when he was wide open, he would catch the ball and fall down. But it's hard to argue with that, you know, 1,250 yards receiving in, in a year where Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles are your quarterbacks. Oh, right. Definitely. So your, your point is taken valid there with the, with the ball, maybe not being 100% on target. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's talk about this again. I come back to my point that, you know, after watching that uh, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy press conference, the one that we just recently had, it just seemed like a lot of people were saying, Hey, there's probably a big move coming. And so I guess my question to you is, can the Bears afford to take a swing at like a big name player, whether that be uh, a left tackle, whether that be a quarterback, maybe, maybe it is Russell Wilson. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe it's, it's some big name player. Can they, can they afford to bring in both Allen Robinson and some other big name player? I think that would be more, that would be tougher for sure. Right. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe with the trade with, uh, Russell Wilson or something like that. You can, you can work on a deal and, and which team is actually taking the cap hits and, and whatnot, stuff like that. Um, another thing could happen as well with Allen Robinson could be, uh, you know, to offer or to, to have the franchise tag. Uh, and then he, Allen Robinson become a sign and trade candidate. 
then as well. It'd be really interesting to see what happens with that. All right, so let's talk a little bit about with free agency kind of coming around, around the corner. We've got the draft and free agency coming around the corner here. What would you, as a both a Bears fan as a and as a finance guy, what would you like to kind of see the Bears do in terms of free agency? Well, I, I mean, being a finance guy in my background and budgeting and and the whole risk reward with investments and stuff like that, I'm I am not looking forward to the bear to the Bears potentially overspending. Right? I mean, yes, we recognize, I acknowledge it that. You know, this, this is probably a prove-it year for Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Um, and, and I would hate for them to overspend and overcommit and put this franchise in a, in a worse position when they're potentially not going to be here for 2022 and beyond. It, I think that one has been talked about quite a bit is that these guys are trying to save their jobs. And so maybe taking a swing for the fences and kicking that can down the road, so to speak, and then maybe putting this, this team in a tough financial spot for later on, you know, I think it kind of begs the question that I think a lot of bears fans want to know is if they could make a real serious run at it with uh, a big name quarterback, maybe a left tackle and getting Allen Robinson back, on the field for one more year and they could really make one shot at it. Is that worth it than putting themselves in a bad situation in 2022, 2023 and something along those lines? What, what do you, what do you kind of think about that? Well, right. I mean, if you, if you can go out and get Russell Wilson, yeah, get Russell Wilson. I mean, hopefully you don't have to give up too much, but, but Russell Wilson is a different kind of talent. I mean, it's, it's different when you're talking about someone like Russell Wilson versus Marcus Mariota or Tyrod <laughs> Taylor or some of these other like guys that you're just hoping that, Hey, we can get lucky that one year, kind of like Philadelphia did with Nick Foles, get lucky that one year, you know, and, and who knows. Right. I mean, so <clears throat> that's where I don't want them to overspend. I don't want them to overspend trying to get Mariota. I don't want them to overspend and, and end up being like crazy high outbidding people for Alex Smith. Right. Or, or whoever that, that quarterback um, may be as far as like swinging for the fences, Russell Wilson. Yeah. Deshaun Watson, uh, that one I'm kind of leery on a little bit just because I, I feel like it's almost like uh, that, that high school girl that, that, uh, you know, you, you didn't really like, you're kind of like, meh, I could go, I, I'd rather go out with this, this other person. And then you can find out a couple of years later that that girl that you just passed up was super hot and super <laughs> worth it. And now you want back in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I've had a couple people say, Hey, Deshaun Watson is a, is a generational type talent at quarterback, but think about the headache that he is causing the Houston Texans right now. And who's to say that he wouldn't cause that for the Chicago bears or whatever team he would land with. All right, so so this was not one of the questions I was going to ask you, but but now I got to know. Then who uh, who are you asking to throw the ball? Like who do, who do you want the Bears at quarterback? Is is there a guy that they can that they could find a way to fit in financially? Um, Jason, if if you say Nick Foles, man, we're good friends, but I don't I don't know that our friendship is going to last for very long, even if it is the the cheapest option, man. So there's there's <laughs> is there is there a guy out there that you're kind of thinking about? 
Well, and, and, and to be honest, uh, you, you've asked me this a couple of times, and every time you said, I've, I've never really given you a solid answer on this one, right? And, and so I was kind of expecting this question to come up. Do I think there's a perfect guy out there? I don't, I don't know, right? I mean, you're looking for someone, I think, personally, someone, like I said, someone that you're not going to overspend for because, well, we don't have a lot of cap room to begin with. So someone that you don't, you know, you're not going to, like a Dak Prescott, that's going to cost you like 35, 40 million. That's a lot of money. That's, that's, I, I think that's out of the realm of possibilities when we start looking at the, the salary cap. Because Ryan Pace, because Matt Nagy are on this prove it year type of thing, I think you've got to bring in a quarterback relatively cap friendly on a prove it type of a deal. Maybe a one-year, maybe two-year contract kind of thing as well, kind of like we did with Nick Foles last year. Um, so I think, I think you might be looking at someone like an Alex Smith or a Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, or, or someone along those calibers uh, of, of player. Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, I know this isn't a draft uh, kind of show, but who knows what's going to happen with the draft. You don't know if a quarterback's going to fall to a 20 maybe in the second round two or something like that, you can pick up someone. Um, I would think even a second, third round, fourth round quarterback would be better than Tyler Bray. So <laughs> if, if they don't draft a quarterback, I mean, I, I, again, if it's not Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, they, they have to draft whoever it is. And, and I, I think I've, I've read some really strong feelings that people have about Alex Smith coming in. They're like, Oh, I'd be so mad. But then I always throw back at them, but what if you bring in Alex Smith and you draft somebody in the second or third round, then man, I feel a heck of a lot better about that situation just because, you know, what Alex Smith has done throughout his career is he's played really well at times and he knows the offense that Nagy really wants to run because Nick Foles couldn't do it and Mitch Trubisky couldn't do it. So, so why not bring in Alex Smith and then draft somebody, uh, especially, you know, like you said, a, a mid round quarterback or something along those lines. Um, the, the kid out of Texas, uh, Erlinger, like I, I'll be curious to see now that his old head coach is coming in. I mean, maybe you draft that guy regardless and in, in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, something along those lines, if he's still around, because, hey, you're right, he's not Tyler Bray. All right, so I know the Bears need tackles. They need two of them. And so I know you've done a little bit of research. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about the, the tackles that are out there, maybe in free agency, that, that they, could, they could possibly have? Sure. I mean, there's some big name guys out there like Trent Williams and stuff, but they're going to cost upwards of $20 million. And they're also older. They're, I mean, Villanueva is another guy that's out there. They're both 33 and they're going to cost right around that $20 million range. Uh, but if you're, if you're looking for free agents, uh, one name to keep in mind, I think would be Daryl Williams, right tackle from the Buffalo Bills. Uh, his projection is probably right now right around that uh, six, seven million dollar a year range. And he's, uh, I believe he's like 26 years old as well. So, I mean, it's not, he's not an, an older, um, you know, uh, end of his career type of a tackle. Um, other than that, I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, I'm looking at the draft. Uh, one guy there in the draft, I would think it would be Walker, Walker Little out of Stanford. Uh, you can probably get him, I don't know, late, second round, third round, 
uh, maybe even later than that. Um, the reason why is because he was injured in 2019. He opted out uh, of the 2020 season for COVID-related uh, you know, concerns. Um, but he was a starter in 2018 uh, before he got injured in 2019. And his projections back in, off of his 2018 season um, had him as an offensive tackle one you know, projection for the 2020 draft at that time. So two names out there to kind of keep in mind. Absolutely. So I guess the big question is just very quickly here, would you rather have them sign, you know, this Daryl Williams from Buffalo, or would you rather have them try to draft uh, Walker Little or somebody else uh, at, at the tackle position? I think, I think financially you're going to get the best bang for your buck through the draft. Uh, so uh, personally, I would prefer them to draft because then they could be, you know, two cornerstones that you're building that offensive line around. And not that we, not that um, James Daniels is old, right? I mean, he's still young. He's still going to be able to play for a few years. Cody Whitehair is young. He'll be around for a few years as well. I just think adding two young pieces to that line would definitely help as well. The combination of Cody Whitehair, Sam Mustafer, and James Daniels, I think has a lot of people excited. And so if they can find a way to, to get a tackle, seems like they're going to be in a much better situation, especially if they can, they could draft somebody that, that is worth it. And so, you know, comes back to that spot at 20, do you take it a tackle? Or are you taking a quarterback? You know, what are they going to do with all that stuff? I don't know about you, but I'm kind of excited in the next like month or two here to see there's so many different directions uh, things that they need to bring in and how are they going to do it is, you know, it's got me paying close attention. Well, right. And, and both of the tackles right now, Bobby Massey and Charles Leno. Uh, I mean, if you were to cut both of them, uh, that would save you uh, over $11 million on the cap. The, the hard part though, is starting over with brand new tackles is that that's a, that's a tall order. I think Massey, Massey's gotta be gone. Right. But, and then Charles Leno is not my favorite, but, but somehow some way, I mean, I don't know. Cutting both your tackles just seems a little dangerous to me. Agree. What are your thoughts? I know you've, you've coached the game before. Uh, sure. It's, it's dangerous. And, and maybe, maybe that's why, like I said, I would prefer two two new tackles in there. You can find a, a journeyman offensive lineman tackle uh, to kind of help them out, to help them learn the ropes. And maybe he starts the season and then, you know, fades away and let the rookie kind of take over halfway through the season or something like that. But, but yeah, it would be a tough ask for two brand new offensive tackles to come in. Um, but at some point, right? I mean, you ask that of, a, of, of other positions as well, though, right? You ask that of a quarterback sometimes, hey, we're drafting you in the first round. Can you come in and play right away? Or, or a receiver or a running back or, or any other position for that matter. Jason, anything else that we kind of missed in terms of the cap situation, the Bears going into free agency, into the draft, or anything else along those lines that, that we kind of missed that, that we should be talking about? Well, I, I did start looking ahead to 2022, and I know, I know that's a full year away, and who knows what's going to happen in 2021. Uh, but the current cap situation for the Chicago Bears in 2022 is only $127 million. 
which means 2022, the way it stands right now, with the 51 players that are currently under contract with the Chicago Bears, for 2022, I mean, letting some of those people go that their contract would expire at the end of this year. I mean, but that gives you $100 million in cap space for 2022. And so that's when we're talking about, like, borrowing against the future to pay for next year. That type of – if we can restructure those contracts or extend some people, there, there's space, right? And so when you're looking ahead, um, that $127 million right now, that's, like, fourth or fifth highest in all the NFL. Holy cow. So, so 2021, I'm sorry, fourth or fifth, I mean, fourth or fifth most cap space. Right. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Got, got you on that one. So, so it's interesting is that, so for 2021, they seemingly are in in a pretty tight situation, but again, if they're restructuring things and pushing it to 2022, they actually could have a good amount of money to spend. Yeah. As long as those, as long as the NFL is able to renegotiate those, uh, TV contracts and the streaming contracts and stuff like that. And, and, you know, the projection holds at around 230 million. Yeah. That'll be so funny because so many bears fans will be watching to say like, Hey, the NFL has announced a new TV deal. And normally we wouldn't care at all, but then be like, yes, that means the cap goes up and the bears are in a much better situation. <laughs> well, so first I foremost folks, I gotta, I gotta thank John from Lombard for, for sending in his question. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, all right. So now, Jason, because this is your first time being on the show, you knew this was coming. Uh, it is time for our absolute favorite segment, Unpopular Opinion. Now, Unpopular Opinion can be about anything. We have talked about uh, fans wanting the Bears to be in an indoor stadium. We've talked about ketchup on hot dogs. We've talked about uh, Portillo's being overrated, no cheese. I mean, we've had some, some crazy ones all across the board. So, Jason Reed, I got to ask, what is your Unpopular Opinion? Well, I, I kind of have two here. So one is sports related. One is not. Uh, we'll start with the sports related one. All right, let's go for it. Which is, is it's basketball, by the way. But the three point line has killed the game of basketball. It's what? awful. Okay, you tell, tell me more. I got to hear this. Well, the, it wasn't, I mean, the three point line came into basketball and then people started shooting the three, but, but basketball was still played the way it was originally intended to be played. Uh, and then the analytics and the data-driven people came out with, oh, hey, it's better if you're shooting threes, even though you're only making like a third of them. Um, and, and now, I mean, you just watch an NBA game and there is no defense being played there's everyone's just standing around on the outside outside that three-point line and and that's the game um like okay you're gonna drive to the basket okay go ahead take that two because we're gonna shoot a three coming back the other way and now you have traditionally scores you know in 120s like it's ridiculous it, it has killed the game of basketball you know, it's, it's so funny as I'm not a huge basketball guy and I haven't been watching a whole uh, heck of a lot of games. And so maybe that's something that I need to be paying a whole lot more uh, attention to. And I'm sure some of our listeners right now are going to be either totally furious with you or absolutely agreeing with you. Okay, so we got the sports one out of the way. Let's hear that second unpopular opinion. Chocolate 
is completely overrated. <laughs> okay, man. Come on now. All right. What's what's chocolate? Chocolate? Chocolate. No, I mean chocolate milk, donuts, chocolate cake. You can have it. No, thank you. Did, did, it did, is <laughs> chocolate ice cream is the worst. Don't even. I mean, it's bad. What? Okay, with, with that one, I'll say, I always feel like chocolate ice cream is too much. I'd rather have vanilla ice cream with some kind of chocolate or something into it. So, I'm sorry, did you just not enjoy your childhood? Like, wh where does this coming from, man? I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I just, as far as I, back as I can remember, I'm not a chocolate person. I've never uh, really enjoyed chocolate uh, the way some people do and the way some people talk about it. Like, uh, they have every day or whatever hot cocoa or what i mean no none of that stuff <laughs> this episode of bear down report podcast brought by hersey chocolate just kidding uh hopefully i don't get sued for that one um all right so uh we will not uh make sure that we will not get you some kind of a bear down report chocolate as a present for being a guest on the show um jason i'm curious are there any shout outs anybody that might be listening to the podcast anybody at all that you'd like to give a shout out to um, yeah, well, during, during this whole COVID thing and, and, and uh, pandemic that we've been going through, uh, I personally would like to give a shout out to the healthcare workers, uh, the, the nurses, the doctors, those, those that are in the hospitals working on the front lines, uh, treating patients that, uh, um, you know, I mean, quite frankly, these people have had their world turned upside down. Uh, they've, they've gone through a lot. They, they put up with a lot. And then the COVID stuff happened, and now they're even asked to put up with more. And um, I just generally think that those healthcare workers are not, you know, uh, appreciated enough. Um, and and they're, they're willing to help everybody, regardless of what you, your stance is, regardless of what you believe. Yeah, uh, so, so very well said. Uh, you know, I, last episode, I talked a little bit about my wife who happens to be pregnant. She also happens to be a respiratory therapist, which nobody knew what that was before COVID. And uh, at, 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 yeah, at the height I know of, what that is. Yeah, I know you do, right. Um, but the, uh, the, at the height of COVID, when it was, was really, really bad, she, she had some really, really rough nights. And, uh, you know, my... So yeah, I guess I'm giving a shout out to, to, to my wife, uh, Kate, for, for uh, and all the people that she works with for doing the things that they did. So, so thank you so much for that. Uh, Jason, I just want to say thank you again for, for doing the research and helping us out with this one. Um, again, when that podcast comes out, please let us know. We want to uh, help support you in, in any way that we possibly can with that. Um, thank you again for, for being a guest on the Bear Down Report podcast. Sure, but thanks for having me. Jason Reed, everybody. Great guy. Thanks, Jason, for breaking down that cap situation uh, for us. You know, I honestly, folks, I got to tell you that that makes me feel a whole heck of a lot better just hearing from so many different places how abysmal the cap situation is. And it sounds like it is pretty tight in 2021, but that they have all this wiggle room to move around in 2022 definitely makes me feel uh, a heck of a lot better. Um, so, and also uh, another shout out to John from Lombard. Thank you for your question. Uh, we appreciate it again for all of you listeners. We will not 
probably be able to make an entire episode based off of one listener's question, but it was uh, one of our first. And so we are happy to answer it. Uh, and it just, it worked out that way that, that Jason was able to help us out. We've got one more listener question, and this is for my guy, Anthony in Cork, Ireland. Uh, Anthony, who's been on the show, uh, wanted to know, what is too much for Russell Wilson? So he was throwing out here some numbers. He said, what about three first round draft picks uh, Fuller, Jalen Johnson, Montgomery, uh, or two first rounds of Mac, a Hicks, and a Darnell Mooney. Oh man, uh, that's a lot to give up for a guy like Russell Wilson. But it's Russell Wilson. Now the Mooney one doesn't make a lot of sense to me because who's he going to be throwing to? Javon Wims? God, I hope not. That would just that would be absolutely abysmal. I have seen uh, Khalil Mack's name thrown around a little bit. And so I think that that's a possibility. Uh, I know Seattle's defense sure would benefit from having a Khalil Mack. But other than that, you know, Anthony, to be honest, man, I, I'm not too sure you can give up too much for a generational talent at quarterback that could really change the direction of your franchise, even though he's already in his thirties. I understand that some people have that concern, but I mean, if, if he has an average year for him, which is about 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, I mean, though that's, that's breaking bears records uh, for the quarterback position. So, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's possible to give up too much for it. So folks, before I get out of here, I've got to give a quick shout out to my guide, Brendan Shagru. Uh, Brendan Shagru is such a, a good dude. We had such a, a blast uh, in our last conversation. You guys heard that episode. He was really, really good. And I am just thrilled that we were able to have him on. I'm looking forward to going on the 46 podcast at some point. Uh, Brendan, I can't wait for it whenever it's going to happen. And I can't wait to have you back on our show. It's going to be good. Uh, Logan, Jack, and Mike Page, man, those guys are coming back. We've got an episode that we are really looking forward to. We are going to do a Chicago Bears fantasy draft. So cool. Uh, we're, we're looking at players from all of the Chicago Bears history, and the four of us are going to have a draft, and we're going to see which players we get. And so it should be a whole lot of fun. Logan Bradley. Our college football guy is going to be looking at the draft, and we are thrilled about that one. Also, Mike Gus is going to be coming back a little bit, uh, especially because we need to be talking about offensive linemen, especially at, at a tackle position. So he's going to be coming in with uh, Logan to talk about the draft. My good friend Tim Johnson, history teacher, Tim Johnson, is going to be talking about the history of the Bears. One of the things I threw out to him is, what if we look at some of these retired numbers and some of the best players that maybe you've heard their name before, but you don't know who they are or what they were doing. And so uh, my, my buddy TJ is going to break it down for us and talk a little bit about the Bears history. I am looking forward to that one quite a bit. And folks, uh, just a lot of other good content coming your way. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a little sporadic as things kind of finish up here in, in the early parts of this off season. And once the draft gets going and once free agency happens, we will try to pick it up, but it is going to be a little sporadic. So we apologize for that. Folks, if you like what you're hearing, 
we sure would appreciate a subscribe. If you really like what you're hearing, hit us with a five-star review. It really helps to widen our audience. For all of you who are listening, thank you so much for checking out the Bear Down Report podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dangle. Folks, as always, bear down. Bear Down Report.